Duggar. Broadcasting live from the KSHP studios in the heart of Las Vegas, Nevada. It's time to get on the right side of sports betting. It's time for the Odds Couple. To the Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide Vegas Video Network. My name is Scott Pritchard, professional sports better handicapper. Good thing because this show is about sports, namely sports betting and putting money into your pocket. I'm joined by good friend, co-host, GM owner of KSHP, Brett Grant. Good morning, and you better watch out because I'm going up and in today. Up and in, up really. And in. You and Ian Kennedy and Everybody. Frank Key and everyone else. Yes, indeedy. All I, right. Now, Scott took that the wrong way. Well, so he always <laughs> does. And you know what? They have a one-track mind, oh, these guys. I know. <laughs> Amanda is not here today. Okay, guys, relax. Amanda Blow, she's a star on our show. She's been with us now two times. Monday, she comes alongside Daryl Wright, famous headline comic who was on the show for the second time. So we can't wait to have Daryl Wright, who's featured on Speed TV, Fox Sports, a black dude talking NASCAR. Talk about finding a niche. That guy right. has mastered the niche, hasn't he? It, it, it's almost an oxymoron in that regard, <laughs> isn't it? It's pretty close. You're listening <laughs> to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio. Live and worldwide Vegas video network. We're here Monday through Friday from 10A to 11A Las Vegas time. Scott Pritchard, Brett Grant. Let's get started with what say you, the San Antonio Spurs. Looking good, feeling good. Old man river. The Spurs are too old. They're senile. They're a bunch of antiques. I'm tired. I've been tired of hearing this the entire year. As we all know, the viewers, listeners, I had a big fat future on the Spurs. I've been singing a song about the Spurs since February Duda. at plus Duda. Duda at plus 250, plus 220. And now in the finals, the Miami Heat, imagine that, the Spurs not getting any respect. The Heat, and I understand that. I mean, the third consecutive year that the Heat have gone to the NBA Finals, having won it last year against OKC Thunder. But the Spurs not only won, they covered the two, two-and-a-half-point line, 36-point win, 113-77. Are you kidding me? Yeah, just about are you kidding me. The, the vaunted Miami Heat offense scored, what, a grand total of 33 points in the second half? And it was, we talked about yesterday, the comfort level that the Spurs have at home. You saw Danny Green yesterday bombing threes from all over the place. He's already now, in three games of the finals, made more three-pointers than anybody in Spurs history in a postseason series. It only took him three games to do it. Uh, they didn't have an answer for him last night. He was terrific. LeBron was horrible, 7 of 21. But LeBron didn't make any excuses, and that's one of the things I like about him is the fact that he said, look, they're doing a great job on me. They're fronting me. They got two guys on me. He goes, I didn't take a free throw last night. That's not very good. So he was right there, his best critic, uh, biggest critic last night, talking about the game, and he gave the Spurs plenty of credit, and the Spurs just went out in the third quarter and took over the game. We have to back up the truck. You're, 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 get, you're letting your, your man here, LeBron James, off the hook. I have to continue to throw this guy under the bus. Right. Can you imagine you are the man? You are the face of the franchise, all right? It, it made me want to vomit after the game when he said, listen, media, I will take responsibility for this. <laughs> this is on my chest. This is on my – it's like no kidding. You're right. the man, and you didn't attempt a free throw. 
All right? That's because you didn't grow a pair and go hard to the basket. Attack the rim. But You're normally LeBron he does. James. Normally he does. Not a single free throw attempt. When was the last time no, Michael no. Jordan in a playoff game did not attempt a free throw? You're not going to attempt a free throw, my friend. I mean, Brett. If you don't go to the rack. I'm not your friend anymore. <laughs> well, no, I agree. But you got to give the Spurs a lot of credit for not letting them get there. And normally he does. He's not afraid to go to the rim. Normally he's all over the rim and he'll attack it. But the Spurs completely Popovich versus Spolstra. The mismatch, the biggest mismatch is on the bench. And you saw Pop it last knows night. best. Right. Greg Popovich, the best coach I just said that so you planet. could say that. Thank you. That was a tee-up. I like it. Now, I'll take it, was, it. It was a layup, unlike, but LeBron <laughs> would have blown it and missed the free throws. He wouldn't have gotten any free throws. Let me ask you this. The zigzag theory, again, it's zig and zag in game two and game three. I have to say, I am so impressed, so impressed with you and me. We talk about this every <laughs> single day, especially me. Right, yeah. I, <laughs> I have to say, every day during the postseason, we've talked about the zigzag theory, and most educated sports bettors are familiar with this, but it's amazing to me. I just cannot understand how, I mean, it's a very predictable situation. Right. We know the trend is, if you're just tuning in for the first time, the trend is with the Miami Heat, specifically LeBron James, you're looking at a team that when they win, the very next game, in the playoffs, this postseason especially, they tend to be complacent. How can you be complacent in the NBA Finals, Game 3 on the road? And But conversely, every single time when the Heat lose a game, they come back. Not only do they win, they cover. They win going away. I believe it's 9-0, 10-0 in their last 10 situations like this. Well, it, it is uncanny. And the thing I don't understand is how does a good team – take one game off, turn it on the next game, vice versa. Uh, you know, the Bulls and the Lakers, when they were going through their runs, they didn't mess around with anybody. We're going 15-1. and one. We're going 16-0, and 14-2. and two. We're not losing three games in a series and now two games in this series. We're not going anywhere near game six or game seven. We're getting, we're getting this stuff done quickly. I, I love that point. It's a great point because what you have with the Miami Heat, we've talked about it during the course of the regular season, that it hurt them. You're only as good as your competition. And the fact is with the Miami Heat, they turn it on, they turn it off. Bad habit to get into. You can get away with that crap when playing in the weak-ass Eastern Conference. Right. You can't pull that crap if you're playing in the top locked and loaded teams of the Western Conference. And so it's starting to bite them in the behind. Well, right they're, they're down two games to one. Next two games in San Antonio. If they get to game six and seven, obviously back in Miami, what do you see? Do you see them zagging right back and evening the series uh, tomorrow night? History has a way of repeating itself. The Miami Heat, I mean, a couple of variables come into play. I mean, the trend specifically says back up the truck, unload on the Miami Heat in the next game because they will respond. They're too good, too talented not to. I mean, you talk about Danny Green. I talked about it yesterday, the yeah. fact that Tony Parker was the 28th player picked in the first round. Manu Ginobili was the 56th or 57th player picked in the draft. The, the Heat, they have the studs. They have the top mm -hmm. three of five players in the draft. I mean, they're locked and loaded and have been for quite some time. The Spurs buy into the system. Danny Green was taken in the second round out of North Carolina. Uh, Leonard, uh, a no-name from San Diego State University has really developed into a star, star player. And, you know, LeBron James is saying Leonard is the reason he's struggling. But Danny Green says LeBron James is the reason LeBron James is struggling. Well, it'll be interesting. But if you looked at the box score and you said, okay, 
Tim Duncan had 12 points. Tony Parker had six points. Manu Ginobili had, Ginobili had seven points. Would you have ever thought the Spurs would win by 35 I, I would have bet points? the farm on the heat <laughs> exactly. based on that. Who's I mean, Gary Neal? Gary Neal. Wow. Uh, he's been doing, but Neal and Bobber is at like what you do. Sorry. They're a, a steal. They're a, they're a team. There is no I in team, but there is in win. The San Antonio Spurs, this is not news. I mean, I believe they were fourth in all of basketball with three-point shooting. Danny Green is an outstanding three-point shooter. But the thing is, quite frankly, Gary Neal has been doing this all year. But what you had, those two players went 13 of 19 from the three-point line, combining for 51 points. But guess what? If you're wide-ass open, it's not a 35% shot attempt it's more like a 50 percent shot attempt but 13 of 19 they were wide open looks unless you're chris bosh then it's a, still about a 25 percent chance it's going to go in by the way gary neal attended talk about obscure right Towson. right Towson state Towson <laughs> university a basketball mecca right yeah, it, jo- it goes is. back to I was talking to my buddy Bill Parker on the phone on the way in talking about the Spurs versus the Heat and the fact that you're talking about we mentioned this yesterday. I said that five beats three every day of the week, twice on Sunday. Right. Now, you know, I'm a big Spurs fan. I'm not writing off the Miami Heat. Right. They're too good, too talented. I, I would expect the man child to step up and be a leader and lead by example instead of whining and seven for 21. Come on. Are you? It's a joke. I mean, it's great. The over-under for LeBron James in points, game one, 28.5, game two, 28, game three last night, 26.5. He, he hasn't even reached 20 points in any one of the three, but this is somewhat predictable because whenever the Spurs play a star-studded leader of a team like Kevin Durant, they don't foul. They don't foul. Right. They, they will contest the shots. But LeBron James, I mean, they were, he was 18 feet away from the basket, Leonard was playing off him. And what did James do? He would pass off to Bosch, a two-foot pass. It's, come on, man, you are the man, act like it. Well, you know, when you look at the box score again from them, they shoot 40%, 15 for James, 16 for Wade, I think 12 for Bosch. The only three guys in double figures, but nobody all below their season averages. And you got to give the Spurs lots of credit for the way they're handling these three guys. They are, it's, I think they have them a little confused about what's coming next they, they change it up They're, we're double teaming we're not double teaming we're going to let you run we're not going to let you run we're going to do this we're taking this guy away we're taking that guy away go ahead lebron shoot the other four guys are all covered we're going to double team you and dare you to find the open guy and he's not and the open guy when he does find them isn't making the shot marquee players have to step up this time of year you look at the miami heat we talked before on this show many times my friend that their Achilles heel is rebounding. 52 to 36, they were out-rebounded last night. You talk about the big three. Manu Ginobili, Duncan, Parker, statistically didn't match up. But again, it's about the team concept buying into the system for the San Antonio Spurs. Now Tony Parker tweaked his hamstring, left the game in the second half, came back in the fourth quarter to play a couple of minutes. Appears to be okay, going to have an MRI today to check things out. He's questionable officially for game two. I'm actually at game two. Four. Like I'm living in the past. They lost game, game two, four. By the it's way. two games to one. Right. Okay. And the point spread is two early money on Miami, minus one and a half. Interesting. I was talking to Scott Whitney, the executive producer uh, of the Vegas Video Network here earlier, and it was interesting because, I mean, the point spread yesterday, two and a half, two. You win by 36. The Spurs still get no credit, no respect, which is great. Just keep cashing tickets at the bet window. Right. Non sexy teams oftentimes 
high-profile teams are extremely overrated, a la the Laker girls, a la the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals here. The San Antonio Spurs, all they do is win. A couple of years ago, I went on record as saying this team, the Spurs, number one, ATS against the spread, the highest-profile team in the league a couple years ago. Lakers were the absolute worst ATS team. Oftentimes, the less you know, the more you know. Well, the, you know, when you look at the game last night, let me ask you this. Duncan played 29 minutes. We talked about Parker with a potential injury. Ginobili only played 23 minutes last night. So, obviously, fatigue. Re- they were able to rest during the game yesterday, so that shouldn't be a factor for them uh, in Game 4. But you, as we talked about also yesterday, it's very difficult for the home team to win three games in a row. You expect, I would assume, that this series goes back to Miami for Game 6 at some point. I absolutely do. And, of course, I certainly said so yesterday. But the fact that this, it's a lot easier to win two games at home than it is three, and they've already won one. So we'll see how it plays out. But Miami, again, I mean, right now the adjusted series price, the San Antonio Spurs, I mean, we've played three games. There are potentially four games left, two games in San Antonio, two games in Miami. Our good friend Steve, who is on the show regularly, liked the Heat in six. I don't think he likes the Heat in six today. That would mean basically that they have to win. He's incognito today. (laughs) Strangely absent from live chat today is Steve. (laughs) But I, I expect that the series certainly will go back to Miami. I expect the Heat to at least split the next two games because they're too I mean I'm big on talent I mean I love the Spurs I love Popovich and and the system that they utilize but you talk about the rest and the limited minutes for the big three but that's been the case the entire year their bench oftentimes it's not who you start who do you have coming off the bench now what our good buddy Daryl called out Chalmers Chalmers was scoreless yesterday yes he was not a single point but I want to call out D Wade Dwayne Wade the secondary face of the franchise for the Miami Heat. This is the NBA Finals, man. It's time to cowboy up. Dwayne Wade. 7 of 15 yesterday, 16 Forget points. that. I'm talking rebounds. Uh, How many had, rebounds? He had a donut. Exactly. Yes. I, I had the same Zero. number of rebounds as Dwayne Wade had, but I didn't play. Dwayne Wade played the entire game, NBA Finals. Yeah, we can throw LeBron under the bus, but D-Wade, not a single rebound. Are you kidding me? That's a good point, but also Chris Bosh, who's usually allergic, has allergic reactions to rebounding. He had 10 yesterday. <laughs> he usually breaks out in Was hives. Was that during warm-ups? I only? think he breaks out in hives during when it comes, <laughs> rebound. Rebound. <laughs> kind of like practice. What about the series price now? I, I saw now the Spurs are about $1.30. Is that about right? Yeah, but uh, buck twenty-five in that ballpark. Okay, they're so the minus. Heat, now you can get the heat at a not a fat plus, but a plus plus one plus oh five plus ten. Right, you can get with the Miami Heat. The big thing is when you step up to the bet window, please understand you have to check that injury report. Right now, Tony Parker is officially questionable. I would be hard pressed to think that he wouldn't play in Game Four, but it's interesting as well to know that you win by 36 points, you come back. <laughs> last night it opened two; it's been bet down to one and a half. Side note: I went to Station Properties last night to bet overnight baseball minus 40 cents on the Cardinals today, and I step. And sometimes I'm too smart for my own good, and I overanalyze and I hurt myself. I'll give you an example: I went to Stations proactively lay 40 cents on the Cardinals, and when I stepped up to bet it. They said it's 45. I said, no, no, I will not compromise five cents. Today I wake up, it's minus 67. Are yeah. you kidding I, me? I think it's 70 now. <laughs> Is that? Yeah, yeah, depending upon where you right, look. Right. But when I left this morning, it was 67. I was thinking, wow, I was upset because I was compromised. I mean, 40 cents was cheap. It's what it opened at. That's what I wanted to bet it at. But they moved it five cents. I said, no, no, I don't want it. 
<laughs> and today it's 67 to mm. 70, 25 cents, 30 cents, the best of it. So that's what I do day in, day out. Story of my life. Frustrate yourself. Right. Exactly. You Ex no one does it better than me. Well, <laughs> back in the day, I used to be, uh, you know, on Thursdays, a buddy of mine, we used to always go to the off-track betting place, have lunch, and, and go bet a horse race. And, and he was famous, not me, my buddy. He could pick whatever horse was going to finish second every race. <laughs> he could never That's pick great. the winner. That's great. He could never pick third place. <laughs> whatever horse he liked, finished second. That's great. I said, well, just bet him the place then. Right. I mean, well, it's not as exciting. It doesn't pay very much. Well, then don't bet it, I guess. <laughs> How about doing some exactness with that horse in the two-hole yeah. with all the other horses to win? You can reverse wheel. Well, it's too expensive. Well, it's probably cheaper than what you're doing here today. So, yes, I understand. Second, it's, it's the biggest thing with gamblers is not just not, not talking about you, but the second guessing. You you get a lot of times have to trust your gut instinct. It's it's a great point, and it is me. Okay, whether you're a professional or that's what your wife said too. Well, whether you're a professional or you're a novice or you're just betting for the action, which represents about ninety percent of the players out there, you're always going to second guess. I try not to because it's like, listen, there's nothing. I always ask myself after the game, win, lose, or draw. I always evaluate, reevaluate. Did I get the best number, or at least close to the best number? Right. Did I do everything right? Okay. And and more times than not, the answer is yes. The rest is just drama. And 50% of the time, these games are totally random. But if you can hit three out of five, if you can hit 60% of the other 50%, mm -hmm. okay, you're going to do okay for yourself. But it, it's not for the weak of heart. Uh, you have sure. to have thick skin. All you can do is all you can do. I've been saying this for years, but it's true. So if you get the best of it, every single bet, whether it's seven cents, I mean, look, as an example, the Cardinals, okay, minus right. 40 cents. I missed it by maybe three minutes, okay? It moved from 40 to 45. I respectfully passed, only to find out today it's 70, okay? So if I'm betting 1,400 to win 1,000 on the Cardinals last night, and you want to win 1000 today you have to put up $1,700. That's a difference of $300. Right. That's one bet. So even when I win, I lose. Why? Because I lose less. Right. Or even when I lose, I still win because I still scalped $300. The idea is you take that times three to five bets per day times seven days a week. So it's, it's, a it's, it's very, very significant. Yeah. It really is. So, But, again, that's the story of my life. We're always evaluating, reevaluating. Frustration well, is the name of the game. I, I looked at the same game last night, and I thought the same thing. And I go, I'll wait until the morning to see where it moved. <laughs> and I was going to play it. And I go, because I'm trying to learn from Scott about right. following the money. I go, well, Mike, this G guy, I looked at him. He's been pitching pretty well. Right. Uh, the guy who's pitching for the Mets, he's been pitching pretty well. This might come down a little bit. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I still got to play the Cardinals. Like, oh, no, it's look at where it is. Right. It went through the roof. And there was a reason why, even when I was there at stations last night, when I pinpointed that as value, that I, I mean, another game was uh, Reds taking on the Cubs. I laid ten cents. I believe it's minus twenty, twenty-five, depending upon yeah. where you look today. And that's what I do. Uh, and and I the, play and, the same game. And the Twins yeah. at home against the Phillies, another play. Mm -hmm. I mean, minus fifteen cents. Uh, not. I mean, it's minus fifth, minus twenty, eighteen, twenty. So I scalped three to five to seven cents. But you know, you're betting a thousand dollars per game. It adds up. It's seventy dollars times right. you know three to five bets. Per day, so it adds up. It's dinner. It, it, well, for for you, for me, it's an appetizer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're listening to the Odds Couple. My name is Scott Pritchard. I'm a professional sports better handicapper featured all over my own website, Pritchard'sPicks.com. Check it out. Opt in for free daily picks. Some of the information you have to pay for. Some of the information is free. I'll preface that by saying the most expensive advice 
is free advice. Amazing to me how many sports bettors I run into, and they'll ask me who I like. I say, go to my site, and they'll say, well, so-and-so likes this and that. I said, why would you take advice from a trailer park manager unless you want to be a trailer park manager? Right. Everyone has an opinion, but there is a difference between, say, professional sports bettors or handicappers, or just the guy who works a regular job and wants to get down. So everyone has an opinion. The advice information is only good, is only as good as the source. I'm also featured on VegasInsider.com. Been on that site for 12 years, handicapping college and pro football, college and pro basketball, Major League Baseball, women's basketball. I have to say that we have a million views per day on that site. Tim Donahue, former NBA official, reached out to me. I'm now on his site as a featured handicapper, RefPicks.com. Com. That's refpicks.com. I'll be having Tim on my show. So be. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe calling the segment Tuesdays with Tim. What do you think? That sounds wonderful. Yeah? Very creative. You're sold. You're in? Very creative. Yeah, very, very in-depth. I mean, a lot of thought went into this. I think so. Tuesdays with Tim. Let's see. What day of the week is it? And Tim's our guest. <laughs> so if it was Wednesdays with Wally. we got to find Wally. I think Wednesdays. I'm being mocked. <laughs> Fridays with Lem. Lem Banker is going to be yeah. joining me on Fridays for football season. Legendary icon. 86 years old. And as I've said many times, the guy works out every day. Mm-hmm. I was at his house interviewing him recently. And it's like I told his assistant, Juan. I said, I'm pretty sure at age 86, I'm 48. I'm pretty sure Lem could kick my ass. Yeah, he's a legend. He's going to come in studio? Well, you know, the thing is, he's in great shape, but it's a little challenging, and it's kind of a big to-do to get him out here and there. So we're contemplating doing it on the phone, but I think we'll have him in here live every once in a while. Okay, good. So, again, the odds couple. We're here Monday through Friday from 10A to 11A. Live chat up and running live and worldwide. Vegas Video Network studio line is open. We'd love to hear from you. You want to talk some sports, sports betting, hockey, baseball, basketball, 702-221-7283. That's 702-221-7283. Hockey, Stanley Cup final. Chicago Blackhawks hosting the Boston Bruins game one tonight. Your thoughts? Well, it should be a great series. I mean, we talked about yesterday. you got original six teams, the Blackhawks and the Bruins, and both teams playing very, very well right now. Hot goalies, good defensive teams, great offensive scorers. Uh, it should be a great series. And I think it's going to be a knockdown, dragout, rock and roll party in the streets. It's just going to be a fun series. When, when these two teams get together, or any of the original six teams get together, and that includes the Bruins, the Rangers, the Canadians, the Maple Leafs, the Red Wings, and the Blackhawks, when any of those six teams get into the Stanley Cup Finals, because each of them have many uh, on their resume, uh, Stanley Cup championships, um, it's a great series. And these are rivalries that date back 100-plus years going in but looking at the series um you know obviously the blackhawks have home uh, ice advantage what where's the series price the chicago blackhawks are a small favorite in game one a small favorite overall for the series yeah so it, it's it, it's not a lopsided series i'm at going all. on memory my friend i don't bet much hockey exactly 145 yeah. 150 in that ballpark i do bet right. scalp numbers so as an example because people oftentimes scalp you me, say that because of the blackhawks scalp? well no because i shaved uh, my head okay no, it has to do with uh, numbers, and more right. than anything else, I bet numbers more than I ever bet teams. And so even though I don't follow, track, or watch hockey, if I'm doing my due diligence in regards to mm-hmm. sports betting, and the total on a hockey game is 5 under 40, if I'm able to get right. 5 under a quarter and scalp it for 15 cents, I'm a whore. That way I'm proud, right. I'm loud, and long-term, you're going to do okay. if When that game starts, whether it's football, 
baseball, basketball, hockey, if you're getting 15 cents, the best of it, that's $150 per thousand that you bet. Well, you know, it makes a lot of sense. The, the interesting thing about this, the Bruins, our last 10 games are 9-1. and one. The Blackhawks are 7-3 and three in that spot. It's going to be uh, against each other. This year they were, they were relatively even. The Bruins, ironically, have a better offense this year than the Blackhawks had, although I would say the star players are members of the Chicago Blackhawks. And the total today sitting 5, minus about 120, 110, I think, to the under. I think it might even be more than that. So be, they're projected. They're expecting might be one fifty. Yeah, yeah. they're I think expecting the over scoring game. Thirty, I think you're right. right. I think I think I saw the total shaded to the over was plus one thirty. If you like, yeah. The, the take over. back is if you want the over. The take back is plus thirty. I believe yeah. the under five is minus, minus fifty or forty five in that ballpark. Which there might be some value in taking the underdog in that particular spot. Usually game one a little more wide open. Teams get a feel for each other a little bit. Uh, it wouldn't shock me to see this game. Especially, you know, with with the number being five, you only need two two not to lose if you're playing the over. Well, that's the thing that with spot. five being such a key key number in right. regards to a total for hockey. Worst case scenario, you might push and you're getting plus thirty cents. We know going into anything right. minus ten, you're expecting to pay minus ten on one side or the other. So it's a forty cent difference. Of course, right. the other side is saying that hey. Everyone likes the under, and that's why they're shading it minus 50, 45 cents on the under. Teams average about 50, 68 shots a game combined. Uh, there's plenty of, plenty of offensive chances are going to be seen in this series. I know obviously the one thing you really can't handicap in a hockey game is special teams. How many uh, spots is... How many power plays will one team get versus another team and, and that kind of stuff? Well, and that's a, a good observation because in handicapping football, it's very frustrating as a professional. You cannot forecast turnovers or injuries. So, right. again, I try to minimize. There's plenty of random things that happen <laughs> right. when, when you try to eliminate randomness. I mean, last night, the uh, Detroit Tigers, okay? I, I'm a dog player. I don't lay the lumber, but I've been I, – I love – the Tigers. I think they're a better team than they were a year ago. I think they're certainly a much better team than 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 their record would right. indicate. I mean, they were basically five games over 531 and 26 when I started riding them a little bit. But statistically speaking, they hit, they pitch. Mm -hmm. Defense has been a pleasant surprise. But last night they were on the road at Kansas City. I laid the 55 cents. The the best pitcher in baseball now nine and zero. But here's the thing: right. I played for the entire game because I I've got the best number at minus fifty five cents. It's I believe it was one zero or two zero, whatever it was, after five innings. Ultimately, I ended up winning the game by one run. But I was nervous, man. And right. I'm thinking, Brett, you can relate because Valverde. I can't stand yeah. this guy as a closer. I mean, the guy sabotaged the team a year ago, so what do they do? Let's bring him back. Maybe we were too hard on the guy. Exactly. So let's reward negative behavior. And now I have to sweat. But you know what? The point is, it's on me. I knew that clown was my closer when I made the bet. But right. statistically, my bullpen has been good. The Tigers have been good. Scherzer's going to go deep into the game. So life is good. I'm up 3-2 in the ninth. What does Valverde do? He comes in, walks the first guy. Of course. Then they put in a pinch runner. He steals second base. So now I'm sweating. It's guy on second base, scoring position, no outs. Billy Butler. Billy Butler, a very good player for the Royals. He's at, oh, I don't know if you saw this. He's in the batter's box. Valverde falls behind 2-0. I'm thinking, just throw a strike. You're playing the Royals for Christ's sake. <laughs> so what happens? It's 3-2. 3-2. Guy on second base. Valverde throws a borderline pitch inside, but close, very right. close. And I'm thinking it's a ball. 
The ump calls him out. Butler goes ballistic. I can't believe he didn't get tossed. And then the the manager came out, Yost. He was upset. Right. And so then the next batter, Butler comes out of the dugout screaming, yelling, carrying on, and the guy didn't throw him out. But what happens, Billy Butler was saying that he went back and watched it, and it was it was even worse than he thought. But my <laughs> point is, wah, wah, wah. I've You're a grown-ass man. It was a borderline pitch. It's 3-2. You're at home. You're the man. Jack it out of the park. Swing. Go down. Swing it. Always go down swinging. And so for him to whine, cry, and complain that the umpire was unfair, he's a victim. It's like, and so then what happened? Instead of first and second with no out, get him on, get him over, get him in. Right. I would be behind the eight ball, but instead the next two guys got out, so it worked out fine. But I was surprised by Butler to be... To take that pitch well, you don't and come then back to go the off. Dugout again. We had, we'll talk about the other big controversy later on in Are You Kidding Me? But I, I did not see that one yesterday, but I was too busy focused on what was going on in, at uh, Chavez Ravine last night uh, as well. That was a little uh, more of an interesting Everyone's day. talking about that. Yeah. We're going to get that in just a couple of minutes, but I do want to finish my point in regards to the Royals and the Tigers. So just buyer beware. I love betting first five innings, and I thought, you know what? I right. was up after five. Why didn't I just bet Scherzer for the first five innings? Because I don't want to rely on – I don't trust the – Alverde. I just I'm don't. With you. I hear you in that regard. I mean, he was 8 for 10 in save situations. Now he's 9 for 11, but it's nerve-wracking. And plus, based on what I saw last year, I can't believe. Can you believe they brought this guy back? No. No, I can't. I, and then every time I look at him coming out of the dugout with his gyrations and his little thing, I'm thinking, this guy could be one of the worst what, two or three guy back into the bullpen guys in the league. And it's really bad. It's one thing if he was the closer for the Marlins. Right, You'd say, okay, right. well, somebody's got to close for the Marlins <laughs> right, right. or the Astros. But he might be on one of the best – not one of – he might be on the best team in the American League, yet to be determined. But a team that has a lot of very good players, a team that should win their division, and a team that has been postseason bound year after year, and he's the guy you're relying on to win you a championship. If I, I'm not sure what Jim Leland thinks about it. Certainly the general manager, you have to be questioning his sanity, and the owner is too busy selling pizzas to be paying attention. It's, it's a good point because, I, I, I mean, I pride it. myself in betting obscure teams that cash tickets. The Pittsburgh Pirates would be an example. They would be an example if I actually was betting them. Right. But they are a big money. Eight to two winners over the Giants yeah, last They night. are a cash cow at the bet window. They really are. But yeah. those are teams. You don't want to be on high-profile teams, the teams that made it to the World Series or won the World Series a year ago, the Detroit Tigers. Or public, obviously. public teams. Exactly. Well. High-profile teams, right. public teams, the Tigers. But timing is everything. The Tigers, statistically speaking, are better than they were a year ago. I thought at 31-26 and 26 a few days ago, I mean, they've won every game since exception of one. Today, Verlander is going against Shields at KC, and they're just a small dog. So I, believe it or not, I think they're a bit underpriced, and that's counterintuitive, but I really feel this way. You have to see it before it happens. No, and that's a good point, but it, it'd be interesting to see why their people aren't playing Justin Verlander. I think it went $1.25. I, th I right. think they actually money came on Kansas City this morning. That money line might have moved against you, but thinking, it's Justin Verlander. Why, it, you know, in, in, the, in the NFL, 
a lot of these books now won't let you say, I want the Patriots and the over. No, no, we can't let you parlay those two things together. God forbid we might lose a bet. No, no, no. We, we, <laughs> we don't can't do have that. that. You know, you get the, you, you're paying a premium for the Patriots and the Saints when they were red hot and the, and the Packers and the, and the public teams. You, you know that going in. Where you can play the Bills against the Jaguars and nobody cares. Well, do whatever you want in that game. We, we don't care. But God forbid you wanted to play the Patriots in the over. No, no, no. We, we have to have a meeting about that. But I'm surprised, though, more teams aren't – more people necessarily aren't pounding Justin Verlander. He's had a little bit of an off year. He really has. But yet the team, number one in pitching, them and Texas, the Rangers who bombed right. last night with Holland, their lefty, okay? Right. The Indians, your Indians finally won a game, so that's breaking news. I had the Indians last night. Hey, good job. There you go. Well, did you have them the other eight days when they lost? No, no, I didn't. I just played them <laughs> last night. The other one was, of course, the Marlins was my pick on Monday's show. They right. got killed. Yesterday they win. Sales just off by a day. It's easy to play based on yesterday's card, isn't it? it but is. you can get into trouble betting today's to games based on yesterday's yes, starting can. pitcher. Pitchers aren't the same. <laughs> but Justin Verlander, eight and four, uh, has been much better in his last couple of starts. Though. He has. We know he's the man, but I believe his ERA is around three point seven one. Yeah. Shields is much better, two point eight one. I'm going on memory. But here. Shields is two and six on the year. He's getting no run support. Exactly right, and that's the thing. Right. So that win loss record. I mean, even last night, Scherzer had. Had the other team scored a run in the ninth inning, he doesn't get the win. So, right. I mean, he's 9-0, and so it's a bit of a facade. It, all numbers are not created equally. When handicapping pitchers, whip factor, walks, right. hits per inning pitch, much more of an indicator as opposed to, say, ERA. Yeah. And I look at I look at teams that – But Verlander's whip is elevated this year. It's 1.35, which well, is – Well, statistically, he's – as you said, he's, in a, he's yeah, down a little right. bit, although he's fared better in his last couple of starts. Right. But you look at – you have to look at everything. I look at umpires. I look at mm-hmm. righty-lefty combinations. I, if you go to VegasInsider.com, they list the team comparisons. And when you're handicapping a game, you want to look at weather. You want to look at home and away, of course, and starting pitchers and right. this and that. I like the first five innings because – Commitment issues. Married and divorced twice. I'd rather tie up my money for an hour and a half than, say, an entire nine-inning game. Unless it's the Red Sox-Yankees game. Then five innings is three hours. It only seems like it. No, it really is. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. (laughs) We're going to keep things moving with spin to win. I'm bringing in the big bad wheel. Spin to win. We have the Heat taking on the San Antonio Spurs tomorrow night. The point spread for this game is one and a half. The Spurs at home up two games to one. This is the part of the show where we illustrate a point. We're big on education here. The more you know, the more you grow. That's why I'm round. There you go. I am forced to make an argument. I'm going to spin the wheel. I am forced to make an argument for one team or the other. Brett automatically has to take the other side. The smart better bets with their head, never their heart. Emotions cloud judgment. Check your emotions. Check your ego at the door. Who do I have? I, I'm sorry. I was in a kaleidoscope coma there for a second. You have the Spurs. San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. We're going to call this the San Antonio Spurs wheel. All right. And then during football season, it's the New England Patriots wheel. Fair enough. All right. So the San Antonio Spurs won by 36 points last night, and now they're favored by one and a half. I only have to win by two. How do these sports books stay open? <laughs> History has a way of repeating itself. Most teams would be in a letdown situation. Greg Popovich is too good of a coach. He will inspire, motivate his team to win. If they can win this game. The series is over. I'm not saying it's over, but if the Spurs can win this game, the series is over. Spurs minus one and a half. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. 
call me for that chicken dinner when you win. I, I wish I could agree with you with with a three games to one series lead because my beloved Cardinals were up three games to one last year on the Giants, and I don't think they scored a run again the rest of the series. And I believe the Cardinals play a different sport. They Is do, that true? but it's not over. It's not over because last time I checked, they don't award the trophy after winning three games. you got to win four. Last time I checked. Is that right? And I am on the proper side of the zigzag theory. Yeah. And the Heat I can't laid a there. big old egg yesterday. That means they're going to come out and win and win easy in game four. And I'm I'm still getting points. I got LeBron. I got Bosh. I got Wade. I got Mario Chalmers. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. That is pretty funny. I know. <laughs> I agree. But, uh, you know, obviously this has been a, a trend that the Heat have done. They win. They lay an egg. They come back and they look awesome. Then they go back to sleep. Then they wake up and they play great again. Guess what? It's game four. They get to play awesome this game. And I think they will. Interesting, though, isn't it? I mean, you win by 36 points. You're favored by two. I mean, it opened two and a half. Money came into Miami yesterday. It closed two. Small move, not much. And then you come back after winning by 36 and the, and the money moves against you. Right. I'm, I'm guessing it's the zigzag theory. I'm guessing the fact, the uncertainty of the status of Tony Parker. But it also goes to show, you asked me before the show, Scott, did you bet the Spurs? No, I didn't play the game. Right. And you were surprised. But the point is, I already cashed my ticket, baby. That's plus 250, true. plus well, 220. You can't have some, uh, a cherry of on course. top, right? Well, but only if there's value. I don't know if there's value. I feel like an idiot saying it today. Oh, I didn't want to the, lay the two. I only won by 36, <laughs> but I was n -n 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 nervous. <laughs> nervous. <laughs> the idea is... The line is right, man. It's sharp. Yeah. They're playing. They the odds makers are focused in on one game every two or three right. days. Okay, I want to bet Florida Atlantic taking on Troy on a Saturday. Where they there's a reason why they limit where you can bet on those games. Here they'll, they'll let you bet whatever you want for the most part. So I don't see value, and that's why I don't bet. I got you. This late. If I do, you'll be the first to know. Okay, I appreciate <laughs> it. Should be fun. You're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio. Scott Pritchard can't do it. I can't do this show by myself. The Odds Couple with Scott Pritchard, that's absurd. That's why I have my good buddy, <laughs> Brett Grant. Together, we are pretty darn tough. We together are The Odds Couple talking sports, sports betting. We're going to take a commercial break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought you should be on the radio? Or have you considered doing an online video show or podcast? If so, now is your only chance to do both at the same time. KSHP and the Vegas Video Network have teamed up to provide the only multi-camera broadcast quality video and live radio simulcast in Las Vegas. And instead of having your show played at some ungodly hour, the KSHP Vegas Video Network partnership is producing shows that play from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. Imagine having your own radio show broadcasting to the entire Las Vegas Valley and combine that with an online presence that is viewed in all 50 states and 150 countries, both live and on demand. This is a first and an outstanding opportunity to give voice to your business, your ideas, and your talent. If you'd like your own show on KSHP and the Vegas Video Network, contact us today at 221-1200. That's 221-1200. Welcome back to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. It's a dry heat. It's beautiful outside right now. So's an oven, though, right? Well, hey, you know, I've been, I've been hanging out at the baseball field. My son has games. 
once the sun goes down, it's very enjoyable outside. Summer nights, the Las baseball Vegas. I'm watching is not very enjoyable, but the <laughs> but the weather is perfect. Summer nights, Las Vegas. It's 98 degrees, but I'm telling you, it's great. Daytime, different story. I try to stay in or hit the pool. Right. Reach out to us on The Odds Couple. We would love to hear from you. Email us at oddscouple at vegasvideonetwork.com. That's oddscouple at vegasvideonetwork.com. Also, we have web-based voicemail. We'd love to hear your voice on our show. Go to our site, Vegas Video Network. On the right-hand side, a red bar. Click there. Middle of the page, a green bar. Hit the Start Record button. Now, we have live chat. Thanks for sharing. Thanks, I appreciate that. Sorry about that. <laughs> you need a Kleenex? I hit the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to hit my off button. Yeah. I didn't do that. <laughs> you meant to hit the off button, and instead you cranked it all the way up so <laughs> I could hear that in my ear as I'm trying to do a show here. Exactly. That's great. All Push right. the green button, will you? <laughs> live chat up and running on Vegas Video Network. We're live and worldwide. If you do miss this live, it's okay. Reach out to us on Vegas Video Network, YouTube, iTunes, Roku. I love this part of the show because it's who I am. This part of the show is about frustration. Not in my personal life, not my sex life. That goes without saying. I'm talking about sports, sports betting. Are you kidding me? Oh, I thought the new segment was going to be uh, bodily functions as I started a new segment. But let's, uh, <laughs> I apologize for that. But are you kidding me? We haven't talked about it yet, and the whole world is talking about it. We're going to share, it appears, the Are You Kidding Me segment today. The brawl in Los Angeles yesterday between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Los Angeles Doyers, who are not very good. First place versus last place, Ian Kennedy throwing at rookie sensation Mr. the Cuban Mr. Puig, he hits him up and in, as you see right there, and grazes his nose is what happens. So then Zach Granke goes back out the next inning, and he says, you know what? Here comes Miguel Montoya, one of your Montero, one of your best players. I'm going to hit him, but I'm going to do it in a respectful manner. I'm going to plunk you in the back, which he did. That should have been the end of it. You hit my guy. I hit your guy. It's over with. But yet, Ian Kennedy goes back out. And then he throws at Zach Granke. And he doesn't throw and hit him in the butt. He doesn't hit him in the leg. He doesn't hit him in the arm. He hits him up in the upper shoulder, glances off his helmet. My only problem with this is, first of all, you shouldn't throw at the third guy. One guy, you get my guy, I get your guy, tit for tat, we're done with. And you certainly don't throw at somebody's head. It's chicken, you know what? It's garbage. That's not part of the game. The Diamondbacks 100% wrong in this situation. Ian Kennedy should, should be suspended for, for quite a while, I think, uh, for doing that. Forget the guys in the brawl. That's just boys being boys in that regard. But Ian Kennedy, for that, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? My segment has to do with Ian Kennedy. <laughs> are you kidding me? This, hey, you know, he hit two guys last night, so we're going to double dip and throw this guy under the bus. I'm telling you. First of all, what kind of a badass is this guy, Puig? I mean, he gets hit in the face. 92-mile-an-hour fastball, clocks his nose. I'm all right. I'll brush it off. He's really a hockey player. I'm telling you, he yeah. stands up and goes to first base. Right? He continues to – gets hit in the – clocked in the face. 92-mile-an-hour fastball. Oh, something isn't quite right. Good <laughs> thing I didn't get clocked. I'd be – Minus a nose. If this today. was a Monty Python movie, tis a mere flesh wound. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, but Ian Kennedy, the fact that he, he went after Grindkey, okay, yeah, like that's like the I think you implied. I mean, after he hit Puig up high, and then Grindkey retaliated by 
plunking Montero. Right. But he did it not high and tight. But then when Granky came up for Kennedy to do that is is a I'm yeah. telling you, the guy should be tossed. I'm telling you, I he just should. can't. No place I really can't believe that. that. I just can't believe it. And of course, uh, Kennedy's uh, comments. I didn't realize it was that high until right. I saw the replay. Right. What did you expect him to say, though? Really? I mean, well, what say, he, 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 has no he hit my guy. I hit him back. I had enough yeah. of him. Yeah. It's been a tough year for Zach Greinke. He had. He's got hit last night. He got charged in the mound, of course, uh, in San Diego, and ended up on the disabled list. And everybody was, you know calling that guy a bum for doing what he did uh, to to Zach Greinke. I thought Greinke deserved to get charged when he got charged because he hit that guy multiple times. And and now here he is, he getting hit in an undeserving situation. It should have been over with. And that's, that's where, you know, one of the things I love about hockey is if you hit my best guy, I hit your best guy, we shake hands afterwards, we have a beer. It's part, part of, the, of game. the game. It's right. over with. Right on. But Kennedy overstepped the bounds and went after the opposing pitcher. After Kennedy was the one who started this thing. I guess he wanted to have the last say. Kurt Gibson gets tossed. Kennedy gets tossed. Uh, another coach of the Dimebacks gets tossed. Puig gets tossed. Rafael uh, Belisario comes running. I've never seen him so athletic moved by him. <laughs> he came running out of the bullpen. Ah, here I am to save the day. <laughs> he gets tossed. Mark McGuire gets Who wants to square up and fight Mark McGuire? Androman versus the Gimp. It's McGuire versus Matt Kurt Williams. Gibson. Or Matt Williams. Yeah, was it Matt Williams? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought it was Kurt Gibson for a minute. There was quite a scuffle going on there. And, of course, you know, it's, isn't it odd how this, the fight starts at, at, the, at the mound always and it ends up at one of the, at one of the dugouts always? It's yeah. like everybody's doing the cha-cha. Okay, guys, everybody, everybody move to your right. Someone might get hurt if we, play, if we fight in the middle of the field. Right. Let's push and shove and call each other names yeah typical baseball fight well we'll see who else gets uh, gets suspended but uh, uh, you know ian kennedy deserves the biggest suspension of all of them it's his fault entirely you're listening to the odds couple on kshp am 1400 radio live and worldwide vegas video network monday through friday 10a to 11a scott pritchard professional sports better my site pritchardspicks.com joined by brett grant we're going to move along and put money into your pocket i talked about the fact i continue to be on a streak 17 and 9 my last 26 plays documented right here on this radio station vegas video network as well we're going to put you brett and i together put you on the right side Well, yesterday uh, I won as well, so I, I can't remember what my record is. I have a very bad memory. We don't want to talk about your record. I'm 1-0. Oh but yesterday you play. were 1-0, oh, man. I'm 1-0. Oh. <laughs> uh, I gave you out the Reds yesterday, who beat the Cubbies easily yesterday. I'm going to go to another baseball game uh, tonight. This one is a late one in Oakland between the Yankees and the Oakland Athletics. Pitching matchup here, a couple of guys in, in Dan Straley and, and Phil Hughes who haven't been great, both guys with relatively high ERAs. Uh, Run support usually is there for Straley. At times it can be there for Hughes. I'm just thinking there's a low number today at 7.5. I realize it's Oakland. Been watching the Yankees a little bit. They're starting to swing the bats a little bit better. The A's are also had been a pretty good over team during the course. The total here is 7.5 over minus 120. The over has actually come down a little bit. Now it's over minus 105, I think. So money's gone against me, which is what I like. The money's gone against me. Uh, <laughs> When are people going to believe me, Scott? <laughs> when are they going to How believe me? How is it me? that every? I guess based on your logic, everyone is wrong. Exactly. Except, but you're right. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> it's a tough burden to bear, carry. I got to say. But it's you a know what's crazy? To bear. When the money has been against you and you're getting the worst of it, you win. 
I'm probably all the wise guys I'm lose. Probably eighty percent in that <laughs> situation. And then when you're on the side that the money is, yeah. hey Scott, I'm getting the best of it. You lose. I'm like twenty percent. <laughs> so overall, I'm probably fifty percent. I'm probably. I'm, I think I'm doing all right on the show overall. Oh but yeah, anyway, you are absolutely. I like the Yankees over and the A's over the seven and a half today is what I like. I'm going to play over that total. Before we get to my right side, I want to recap what took place yesterday. I like the Rockies game over, and there's a lesson here, my friends, because two nights ago I played over ten. Right. Now, yesterday when I got up, it was up to 10.5 over minus 15. It closed 11. Why is this important? Because it fell 11, 8-3 final. So if you bet over blindly, that's why I bet numbers. All right, I bet over, Red Rover, Red Rover. I love the over. I bet the over minus over 10. All right, it closed 11. So if you bet the over last night, it's a push. 8-3 final, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Short term, you may not think it's important. But long term, very very significant. What about seventeen and nine? My last twenty six plays. Go ahead. When we had the show yesterday, it was at ten and a half. What about playing the over in that regard at ten and a half? Realizing the only difference is if it lands ten, you push. I would lose. But if it gets, you need eleven to win. I still need eleven to win. A professional sports better would never bet over ten and a half if he could have played over 10 so to answer your question and that's why okay. it was a little bit of a dilemma yesterday i can only tell you and share with you what i bet and that was over 10 now over 10 and a half minus 15 would i play that no i would not it still would have won but that isn't the point it's a bad habit to get into to lay juice and get a bad number it's a recipe for disaster now let's get to my play for today the odds couple we have the tigers taking on the kansas city royals and i mentioned earlier that verlander is going against shields i respect shields i respect the royals at home but so much love respect emotionally attached i mean i, I like the tigers man minus right. a quarter i realize that verlander statistically speaking is down a little bit but their middle relievers are solid. I expect Verlander to go deep into the game. I do respect Shields. I mean, he has his ERA is considerably less, 2.81 as opposed to 3.74 for Verlander or in that ballpark. I like the Tigers minus the cheap number. Tigers, Verlander, listed pitchers minus the quarter. See the cashier. Well, I think the big difference here is the lineup that the Tigers bring <coughs> against Shields versus the lineup that the Royals have facing Verlander. I, I think, think that's a big part of it, and the fact that the Tigers, they play well during the day. They play well at night. They play well at home. They play well on the road. Good pitching, good defense, good hitting. Right. Deadly combination. I mean, it's amazing to have all three of those, but we don't – we. Th <laughs> we think the defense is a bit of a fraud at this point in time because we know, based on you know the corner positions, that they're going to have some struggles. We're wrapping things up. We have about five minutes. Brett, what I'd like to do is talk a little bit about streaks because baseball is so streaky from a sports betting standpoint. We have the Boston Red Sox. They have gone over the closing total six consecutive times. The Seattle Mariners with questionable hitting but very good pitching. They've gone under the closing total six straight times. Winning streak, no one has a winning streak of four games or more. Uh, losing streaks, we have three teams. The Houston Astros, six consecutive losses. Philadelphia's Phillies, four consecutive losses. And the L.A. Dodgers, how long before we can this manager for the Angels? Four consecutive losses. They're up to their old tricks again. 11 games under 500. I think but you... Uh, a month from now when the All-Star breaks here, if you don't see significant improvement in some of these teams, either either the Dodgers or the Angels, I think you'll see a move made. Because, I mean, you can't have that kind of a roster 
and that kind of a payroll and have that kind of that lack you of production. Can. And we've been saying this: the Angels last year, <laughs> the favorite to right. win the American League, couldn't even make the postseason. Couldn't even make a wild card. Mm-hmm. All right. Now this year. Same thing, 11 games out of first place. Last year, what did they do? They couldn't fire the entire team, and apparently the manager is untouchable, so they fired the hitting coach. Right. What a joke. Are you kidding? And now Albert's hitting 240. Right, exactly. With the new hitting so coach. So maybe it wasn't the hitting coach. Hand-picked. Maybe it's that this guy is maybe past it, maybe. Maybe. I, I understand, St. Louis disagree. boy. I understand that he hey, was the man. And I, I love Albert. I do. Right. But he's not the same player. I'm very excited the Cardinals didn't sign him for the standpoint of the Cardinals. Here's, we, I was talking about this again last night. Cardinals offered him five years, $25 million, Then they stretched it to about seven years at $25 million a year. And the Angels offered him $10 million. Cardinals made a good offer. Can't say Albert made a bad decision. He took the money and ran. That's great. But you know what? Looking at his production there and realizing the Angels have eight more seasons of that on their payroll, and the Cardinals have the flexibility to go out and sign Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina, their two leaders. They signed Matt Holliday a couple of years back to a long-term contract. They got all those great young arms there, and the Cardinals are in a much better situation now that they didn't have him. And had he signed for the five years or the seven years, I think they still would have been okay because they didn't lock themselves in for the extra three years and another basically at $75 to $100 million. The National League does not have the DH. And I ran a DH survey, by the way. And how did it On my Facebook page. I voted in. You did. You voted both sides. (laughs) I don't go both ways, but I voted both sides. DH, no DH, and I prefaced it by saying I have a split personality. Apparently you do. I'd like to talk to you about The overwhelming winner is... is, uh, no DH. Overwhelmingly no DH. So people are okay paying to watch a bonehead pitcher bat. They are. They like, like the strategy of the pure game of the National League. I think that's what it comes down to more than anything else. And maybe if As you're a good... As opposed to the mindless managing, I can sit on the bench, Jim Leland, smoke my cigarettes, and go, oh, yeah, Miguel Cabrera's up today. I don't have to worry <laughs> about him at all. Here comes Prince Fielder. Pinch run? No, no worries. We're good. That's in, the thing. in defense of your survey involving family and friends, I guess I guess I have thousands <laughs> of them. I guess it really behooves you to be a good hitting pitcher really right. would help your cause. Sure. There's plenty of bad American League hitters. Will Middlebrooks is batting the like two hundred. Josh Hamilton batting two eleven. I can give you some pitchers that are having better averages than that. This has been the Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio. We're live and worldwide on Vegas Video Network, Monday through Friday, 10A to 11A Las Vegas time. My name is Scott Pritchard, professional sports better handicapper featured on my site, pritchardspicks.com, vegasinsider.com, refpicks.com. I also write weekly for Gaming Today newspaper for Brett Grant. I'm Scott Pritchard. Good luck, goodbye, good riddance.